say you had 75,000 euro. You could do any number of things. Buy a car, buy a few cars, put it towards a house, travel the world, just live off it for a while. Or if you had 75,000 euro and a boy in sixth class, you could send him somewhere like this for six years. This is a private boarding school for boys. Cistercian College, Ross Gray. Good morning to you all, gentlemen. It's attached to the Cistercian Monastery and it's on 1,000 acres of farmland and playing fields. Great defence, boys. Well done. Like most schools, it has famous past pupils. In this case, Brian Cowan, Dick Spring and Willie Mullins, among others. It seems crass to mention the money up front, but it's important. It may smack of privilege to you, but €75,000 represents the price some people put on their children's education. It also represents the chance for this private school to stay open during a recession. So, say you have €75,000 and you're thinking of boarding school for your son. How do you find out what it's like? If it's value for money? Well, try this. It's a Friday in February and the Cistercian College allows boys to test drive the idea of boarding school. Today we're getting ready for as a day in the life of a boarder where it's students from around the country that are mostly in sixth class get an opportunity to come and live where you learn just for one night. It's kind of like a stay over really to see and sample what is a typical day in the life of a student here at Cistercian College, Rossgrave. Have you any notion of what the school was going to be like before you came? Um, no. Tell me what you think of it now that you've walked in the door. It's big and it's kind of old and there's rugby people playing outside on the pitch. So are you nervous about tonight? A bit, yeah. Tell me what kind of things you're, you're afraid of. Like moving in and stuff and getting ready and stuff. These sixth-class boys will stay overnight and tell their parents the next day what they think of boarding school. I don't think of it as scary because of the boarding school. I just think it is kind of a bit scary because you're going into a new place. Have you ever been away from home before? I have. I'm actually in the Palestinian choir. I've been in Rome, sang for the Pope, Hungary, and I've just come back from London. I'm curious about the boarding. Yeah? Are you thinking it'll be like Harry Potter? <laughs> no, not really. They, and you, are going to spend the next 24 hours in an Irish private boarding school. Mr Kelly, Mr Kelly, will we, will we go now and take them on a, a quick tour? The sixth class sleepover boys are whisked off on a tour of the school by Mr Hennessy, Director of Admissions. Will you show the students the wall garden and the nature trail? You need to bring your coat. Can I get a kiss and a hug and a bar from some the guys? Bye. For the parents, though, a question. Why now? 50 years ago, there were boarding schools all over the country. Transport was difficult. There wasn't the same choice of good local schools. But a lot of that has changed. So why a boarding school? You know, for lads who like knocking about around the house and maybe doing a bit of concrete and farming and thing, this, you know, uh, focuses the mind. 
and gets the homework done and all and things. So that's actually why, along with that, Cistercian atmosphere is very good as well. What is that? What's the Cistercian atmosphere? The Cistercian has, it's got all got to do with values and morals and, you know, the points are fine. And we're not actually looking for points. You know, we're looking for, you know, that, as they say here, that this lad will come through the door a good adult. Because we've four, I'm, I spend most of my time diving people into the car, running up and down the road, so the quality time that I spend with them is limited because if you're dropping here, dropping there, back in to collect someone else to go somewhere else. So I think when he's here, when I have him home, it'll be quality time. Okay. You know, it'll be, I'll be really, really making the best of that time. So I think it's actually, if you put across the amount of hours we spend together now and then the amount of time we spend together when he's here, the, the quality amount of time will be much better. So you don't have any guilt about sort of farming him out to somebody else to rear him for the next couple of years? No, no. And I think the, the main thing is that if Jack is happy, I mean, if Jack turns around tomorrow and says, I, I really, really don't like it and I really don't want to go, he won't be gone. Sean is very much involved in this decision. So coming here tonight will give him a good view or idea of how it's going to be, I think. So you're 24 hours in an Irish boarding school. It begins a lot earlier than you'd expect. All schools use bells to mark the rhythm of the day, but in Cistercian College, as well as the school bell, they have the prayer bell from the monastery next door. And the first bell calling the monks to prayer is rung at four o'clock in the morning. Half hours later, the first students shuffle into the refectory for breakfast. They may look sleepy and confused, but there is a hidden sense of purpose. They head for a table with the cereals on it. Three big aluminium basins, one with cornflakes, one with rice krispies, and one with the object of everyone's desire. Cocoa Pops. This is just Cocoa Pops for people that wake up early. Are you taking two bowls of Cocoa Pops? Yeah. Wow. So that's why they're all gone when the older guys get down. What time do you wake up? What time does the bell go off for you to wake up? Um, there's no bell. The housemaster usually comes in and says, um, right lads up around half seven. But when you get used to it, you get up around quarter past yourself and come down for breakfast. Okay. So that means you get trust or you get uh, all the extra things early. The housemaster is a staff member, not a teacher, who looks after the boys outside school hours from three in the afternoon to nine the following morning. Lads, how did you sleep last night? Friend. You're all right? Yeah. The sixth class sleepover boys are having breakfast with the housemaster who was looking after them last night, Mr Kelly. Firsters didn't cause you too much hassle last night. We're running in checking to see how the new fellas are doing. No? Ah, uh, no. Good stuff, good stuff. It's different from at home? Yeah, it is different. It takes a bit of getting used to. I think it does, it does. What does it take getting used to, Shane? New, like, new friends sleeping in the room with you. And how about you, Eamon? How did you get on? Fine. Did you hear the bells? Did you hear the big bells in the morning? No. Did you not? Yeah, I was going to sleep about three o'clock. You're joking me? Yeah. What were you thinking about until three o'clock in the morning? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking about what we were going to do in the morning. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. And was it weird being in a, a different bed? Or? 
It was a little bit uncomfortable, but I got used to it. I'd say if you came here, they'd change the bed just for you. What do you reckon? Oh, I wouldn't think so. Talk to any of the students in the college and they have vivid memories of their first nights in first year. Oh, God, it was very tough, I thought, because I'd say goodbye to my mum and I hadn't really been used to, we'll say, being away from home. But to be honest, like, being with all the lads, we were all in the same boat. We were all together, like, and we all... And the school as well, the school is very helpful. It's like you're home from home, they really try their best. The housemasters were very helpful. I, I'd often had a night when I was crying, a housemaster just come in and comfort me, like, and it was perfect, like. Yeah, would you want to go home? Would, they, would you say, look, I, I just, I can't handle this, I want to go home? Yeah, but they, they said stick it out, like, because I, to be honest, even in second year, I still found it tough, but after third year, I, I was so happy to be here. So were you homesick at all? Yeah, it was. Everyone was for a few weeks, but... Then after a while, you kind of get used to it, I suppose. And what way were... How did you know that other people were homesick? They'd tell you, and they'd be kind of crying and stuff, so I suppose. Would they? Right. Um, but would you ring home, or what? Yeah, you'd ring home every day, I suppose, if you needed to. Would you say, bring me home, get me out of here? Yeah. Did you? And then they'd take you home on a Saturday night, and then eventually they kind of coax you with a few things, and eventually you'd be OK then. What do they coax you with? Whatever, sweets and stuff. Keep you shut up, like. Nice. And thinking back on it now, do you think they were right? Yeah, it's, I think it's a nice place now. And if a fella started crying, would people give him a hard time? No, you'd help them, sure. There's, because, like, yeah, if you're ever homesick or anything, there's all his friends to help you, kind of. Right. And um, what was it like your first night? Mm, very bad. Right. I mean, because I mean my parents. Okay. What about yourself? How long are you here? I'm only here a year. I, well, I'm first year. Tell me about what your first night was like. It was a bit uh, fun. Really, was it? Yeah. And were you not anxious at all? No, no I was anxious. Like, it was nice to meet other people. Now that's the kind of thing Mr Hennessy likes to hear. That last boy was part of a welcoming group for the sixth class sleepover boys. Hello gentlemen, how are you? And I'll be relying on you. And the school is relying on Mr Hennessy. The recession hit private boarding schools badly and the numbers enrolling collapsed. Cistercian College needs at least 220 pupils to keep going. At the moment, they've less than 200. So Mr Hennessy drives around the country talking to primary school boys about the Ross Cray boarding school. In the past, it might have been hard to sell a school that's in a 100-year-old grey stone building to a small boy. But then J.K. Rowling came along. They're intrigued now since Harry Potter rejuvenated the boarding school concept. It brought it into a very fashionable era once again. Mr Hennessy's not precious. If the Edwardian building can sell the school out of crisis, so be it. The entrance hall could be out of the movies. It has faux Gothic arches, candles on long metal stands, and right in the centre, under a stained glass window... The staircase... Almost a replica, isn't it? In the movie Harry Potter. This one moves, does it? Like well, the, the difference is, our staircase does not move. It would be very worried. And at the foot of the staircase, the school crest in mosaic on the tiled floor. It shows an eagle and the school motto in Latin. With the body dwelling on earth, the mind is in the heavens. Once breakfast is over, the whole school assembles in the chapel for reflection and prayer. Integrity, honesty, being trustworthy. They are values no matter what, when the blows will never go. 
But when we build our lives on how much money or what we wear or how we look, they are things that can come and go. Let us now kneel and pray. The foolish have no oil in their lamps. They burn themselves out through a life of self-seeking and dedication to worldly causes. This is really impressive over here. And then it's into class. Potassium and anything that gives off a little orange flame might be... The sixth class sleepover boys are being introduced to science by Miss O'Driscoll. What does it remind you of? Fireworks. Fireworks. And those are the chemicals that put into fireworks. We go again. Who wants to drop it in this time? Off you go, Sean. Now drop it in and stand back. What colours are the flames introduced there? Violet. We have a violet flame and we have a kind of an amber flame as well. Miss Nivrin, one of the Irish teachers. Although the school is all boys, there are plenty of women staff and teachers around the place. That said, Miss Nivrin and Miss O'Sullivan, the science teacher, did cause a bit of a stir lately. They're both footballers. And they, along with other female teachers who are also footballers, togged out to train for an upcoming staff-student game. We were in the furthest pitch away from the boys as possible, trying to just have our little piece. And by the end of the half an hour, 45 minute training session, we had a bit of an audience. And then by the end of the next day, it's all they could talk about. Oh, you play football, you know, where are you going to play? You can't kick a ball, miss, or sure, I thought you'd be better. All this kind of crack. It was just a bit of banter. And it was, we had been graded. Who, who had the best kick? Who had the best catch? Who kicked the ball the longest? And they're still going to say, well, we're not that good because they are, of course, better in their opinion. This is a little bubble and anything, anything different, anything that goes on out of the norm. Miss Nivrin has family connections with Cistercian College Ross Gray and so knew what to expect before coming here to teach. For Miss O'Sullivan, it was a whole new world. The first years coming in on the first day, I thought I could just imagine them not wanting to come here. But they, I suppose they'd all been here before, they had brothers here, and they were happy. Now, there was a bit of homesickness at the start, but nothing major, you know. And I just had a lot of expectations and maybe a few ideas that I was, I was wrong about. And then I've had to learn, adapt to a, a new culture in a school. What kind of things were you thinking about? Um, I suppose the biggest thing was that this is very much their home. They know every little thing that goes on in it and every little routine. And as a teacher, coming from a school of maybe 700, it takes them a long time to, to get an idea of you as a teacher. Whereas here, you teach your first class and they've spoken about it and they all know what you're about the next day. They all come in knowing the rules before you tell it to them. Because I suppose you don't get that dilution when they go home that... There's other things going on. Here, they're going upstairs, they're going into their dorms and they're talking about what happened in school. The one thing I've noticed is the parents want to get to know you as a teacher. And maybe it's because you're spending so much time teaching their child from one week to the next and they want to know, I suppose they want to know the person that's teaching their child. I suppose one of the stereotypes of a boarding school is that kids are dumped in boarding schools by parents who are off living a high life abroad or working abroad for whatever reason. 
and that the, the kids are sadly neglected by their parents because they don't want to spend the time. Yeah, and I suppose there definitely are parents who are working abroad in this school. And I think, you know, in recent years, it's definitely changed where parents have had to leave the country in order to find work. And I'll be honest, I have, you know, every parent teaching meeting, there's a parent from every family at the parent teaching meeting. And if they can't make that meeting, you know, if it's a second year parent teaching meeting, they will do their very best to make the third year parent teaching meeting so they can still meet you. And there is definitely a huge open line of communication in this school between emails and phone calls from my own experience anyways I have never felt that lack of communication with the family the schedule here in Cistercian College Ross Gray is different if you're a teenager you're going to think it's cruel and unusual they have school six days a week and on weekdays they have mandatory study until 10 o'clock at night the boys can go home one weekend in every three. Parents can bring them out for lunch on Sundays. And families do drop in at odd times too. For example, Joe Walsh is outside the front of the school. This was his first year here. He oh, joined. He came in in fifth year, yeah. He was en route from Cork to Athlone and dropped in to say a quick hello to his son. Tell me, why did you decide for him to come here? For two reasons, really. One, he's a rugby fanatic and he loves sports. And our problem was that he was spending too much time in rugby and not getting the academic side of things. So we sent him, we want him to go to a place where he could play a high standard of rugby. I think he'd also do well. And the fact that they have four hours study uh, night was very attractive, particularly post-Celtic Tiger and the rest. People have to do well now and get out in college and that's it. And that's why you can only give a kid an education. And we decided that we'd go for here as opposed to buying a new car. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Basically, we forego the new car and said we'll educate our children, give them the best possible opportunity uh, in life to get out, get on and get out there and also the opportunity to play very good sports. And what about loneliness and you missing him and him missing you? And we do miss him a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, it gives them great appreciation for their family because we have a second guy we're ready to send here now because they take it so much for granted when they're away they actually realise the benefits of the home life. So you get a lot less rejection by your kid. And you're driving a zero C Cork, Merck. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you have got if he hadn't come, come here? Maybe a zero one Cork, Merck. I don't know. Back inside the school, not everybody is in class. The sixth years are coming out of their mock exams. Uh, it was all right. Um, didn't get enough that I wanted to get done, so... Okay, was that just a question of... No, yeah, or? just writing. It's okay. about timing. Um, you're at this, like, a few months left in the school now. Yeah. Which, for most people leaving school, it's... They're obviously all you know, leaving friends and stuff like that, but you're leaving a place that you used to live as well. It's kind of... Yeah. It's yeah. kind of odd, isn't it? It is a bit odd. But yeah... So are you worried about leaving, or...? Uh, I'm not worried. We might have become slightly institutionalised in the fact that we tend to have like strict guidelines on study. We crave a timetable. Yeah. We, can't, we can't work without a timetable. We went home for the midterm there and uh, I was trying to study, but it's so hard at home. It's absolutely just impossible to study Why? outside the school. I don't it's know. Just, there's it's a, good you have to be in a study hall. You have to be surrounded by people studying. Yeah. And like when we're here, you study a lot and you study well. And then, you know, it's hard to kind of even study as well anywhere else um, so you know the upsides are the academics definitely and the downsides 
can feel a bit restricted sometimes. But I mean, when you get into like sixth year and your main focus is study, there's not many downsides. This is the refectory in the school, a large dining room. The pupils are queuing with trays for their food. Oh, pork chop, please, and AS, please, and some applesauce. What kind of dinners do you like here? Uh, I like a chicken curry, beef stew. Yeah, there's a wide selection, really. Is the food alright for you? Yeah, it's really nice. Is it better than home? Uh, I don't know. You're not going to say? No. Thanks very much. At the end of the queue, beside a box of post, is one of the housemasters, Mr Hayes. There's not a huge amount of posts, like with modern technology now, the boys all have phones and... Even with all the new technology, it must be great to get a letter, though. Oh, yeah, I said, did all come over? Any, any post today, sir? No, oh, says, nobody loves me. You know, birthdays or cards come for the birthdays would be the biggest. Right. And Valentine's Day, we had a lot of posts. A lot of posts on Valentine's Day. You do not. We did, yeah. And second years. Getting Valentine cards. This is a disgrace, I said. I never got a Valentine card when I was in second year. <laughs> but times have changed. Times have changed. Third year. Those are the ways that they changed. Have the fellas changed? They have a bit, yeah. They're more demanding now than they were before. That, but they have more, you see. About this and about that and my rights and, you know, I, need, I should get this and I should get that. Are you OK, boys? You have to go through a first amount of food, aren't you? We do, yeah, yeah. Let me see, about uh, almost a thousand meals per day, between all. There are fewer than 200 pupils in the school, taught and looked after by over 70 adults. The boys address the men as Mr and the women as Miss. So the catering manager is Miss Tehan. Oh, there's a food committee, yes. And food committee? Oh, yeah. And there are six boys on that. And they are very vocal. They let me know what they like and what they don't like. They're not mad about fish. It's very difficult to get them to eat it. They love chicken. We could put chicken on every day. That's the main... So what do you say to them? Look, you have to eat your fish. Ah, no, we, no, no. We, we always facilitate every boy, no matter what. If he doesn't like what's on, he gets something else. And when these fellas are sitting across from you at the committee and they're saying, I like this and I don't like that, do you feel like saying to them, I'm making a thousand meals a day? I feel like saying it, but I don't. It's my job. It's right. our job. They're the customers. We have to look after these boys. And do any of them say the food is nicer here than they get at home? Oh, yeah, a lot of them would. Yeah, brats. a lot of them. Yeah, well, they do, because parents are so busy now and they're travelling all over the world. Um, I think family time is... People don't have time to sit down around the table anymore at home. They're coming and going and they're in one door, out another door. So they're not actually getting these kind of dinners at home? I think in a lot of houses they're not. Are you OK, lads? How are you? Can I just get one of the champion sauce people? Yeah, it's on the way now. Joseph, The kitchen staff are just, they're like our second mommies here and they're here for us all the time, you know, and they always listen to us and they say, you know, how was, how was your day? On our birthdays, they, for nearly everyone, they bring out a birthday cake and there's everyone singing happy birthday and they're, they're, they're literally like our second mothers here and, you know, we'd probably go to them before we went to any of the staff. Are you okay, boys? Ice cream only. So the very first word we come across there is economics. Have you, have you heard the word economics before? The sixth-class boys are in business class with the headmaster, Mr Feehan. Just a rough description of what you think economics is. 
The boys are visiting here on a sleepover to see what a day in the life of a boarding school is like. There's a lot of talk in Ireland the past few years about J'étais à Londres pendant toute la semaine. J'ai visité la ville avec ma famille. Je suis sorti au Kilkenny et je suis travaillé en ferme. D'accord, merci bien. Julien, vous aurez quelques expressions négatives, s'il vous plaît, des choses que vous n'avez pas faites pendant les vacances. Trois phrases, par exemple. Much better. Make sure you keep the strength up. Okay. Both times are kind of weakened a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So try and just keep it right up there and make sure the articulation there is nice and tight. Okay. So from the piano again? Yeah. The sixth class sleepover boys also get to see the two disciplines that the college prides itself on. Music. So they're part of the tread group. Go! 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 Okay, go! And sport. Good line, good line. The main sports being rugby and hurling. Two hurlers are poking a slither about at the front of the college. They're waiting for a lift back home to play a club game. Mr. Tavener, when did you come back? Wednesday night. Didn't see it all. You're going again? One of the housemasters, Mr. Ormond, is watching them. Two useless lads from the same area. What club, where club was it? Emeralds. Kilkenny. Probably the worst hurling club in Kilkenny by all accounts. But Which sure. is probably the best hurling club in the country then, isn't it? <laughs> it's the worst in Kilkenny. Mr Ormond is from nearby Shinrone, deep in Offaly hurling country. Handy nice. any day. I must organise a match this year against you, you, actually. It would actually be brilliant. It would, because I'd love to give you a right good bait and so on. I'd love to see you come hurl. Which end of the stick do you hold in Shinrone? I'd, 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 I'd hold it fairly lively. I'd, I'd say to hold it like this because it gives a good slap. I'd sort you out fairly quickly. So. <laughs> Mr Ormond has two important jobs this weekend. To supervise the Saturday afternoon study and to supervise the main weekend treat. They all go to McDonald's on a Sunday evening. Do they? Yeah. For yeah. the McFlurries into town, yeah. Oh, I see. I bring them in on Sunday evening, yeah. No one ever gets burger or chips. They all just go in and get their McFlurries. Should they have enough sweets here, don't they? Oh, they do, yeah, but these McFlurries are serious, aren't they? <laughs> They're serious business. I do have to ring a half an hour before we go in, tell them how many I'd have, and usually you'd have, you'd be in 50, but lads would get, say, two or three for lads back here. I'd say I'd probably need about 120 McFlurries, and say, that's great, and to get them ready to start, get the machine going, they'd be all ready for them. And are they now melted by the time they get back in? No, no, or they'd be not at all. They'd eat them if they were on the ground, so they would. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Sunday night McFlurries is just one way a school like this is unusual, and the boys are aware of that. They're also keenly aware of the fact that their parents are spending €12,500 a year in fees on their education. kind of makes you work that extra little bit harder, because you know they're spending a lot of their money and they're working hard to keep you here the whole time. So it kind of makes you want yourself want to work hard. So if you were going off watching telly instead of studying, you'd oh, be yeah. Thinking. <laughs> sometimes you wouldn't feel as guilty, but sometimes you do deserve a break. But uh, sometimes, yeah, that's big. It is a big factor. The amount money. I mean, we'd feel instantly bad if we were, you know, skiving, or if you know we wanted to skip a class, we didn't want to go to class, we didn't want to go to a rugby match. You'd instantly feel like you're throwing away money, you're burning it, I suppose. And that definitely has an impact on you because it, it kind of you feel bad for your parents. What's the hardest thing about being here? Hardest thing? Uh, 
for a lot of people, I suppose it's the schedule, you know, you kind of always have to be doing something or you always have to be in study or we're missing out on the social part of our childhood, I suppose. Explain that to me. What are you imagining people who aren't in boarding school are having that you don't have when you say the social part of your childhood? Just the freedom to not do anything, I suppose, or, you know, I mean, your, your mother could tell you to come up and to go to bed at 10 past 10, but here it's kind of like, it's an order, you know what I mean? Go to bed. Um, will you miss it, do you think, when you leave? Definitely. I mean, I have memories here that I can never erase. You're with your friends 24 hours, which means you can always be happy 24 hours a day, you know what I mean? Just fun laughing. <laughs> Some of these guys would definitely agree with that. <laughs> They left Cistercian College Rossgray 60 years ago and they're back for a reunion. I don't remember him wearing the beard in school. No, I don't think so. No. So how are you keeping, Pat? Oh, just overground. You're the only one I've recognised. That's what celibacy does. <laughs> the reunion includes a tour of the school and grounds. Do you have an elevator? We've no elevator. So you think we're going to climb up four flights of stairs? To float to the heavenly heights. In the grounds there are woods, which these lads used to sneak off to. Of course the woods were out of bounds, and the trick was how to get back into the school without being caught. And I remember one time, at Father Thomas, and I think it was further in, they were walking up and down, up here in this. Yeah, now, when were you going to get in, you'd see, every time? Well, when would yeah. they turn? Yeah. And there was about four of us out. Sure, that's like and a war movie waiting for the Germans. Was, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now I said, Holocaust. <laughs> Holocaust yeah. one. Yeah. What was that movie with, with Steve McQueen bouncing the ball off? That's yeah. the very one, yeah. The class of 1953 are being shown around the college by some of today's students, beginning with the theatre. This is where the college opera is held every year. Yeah, I was in five of the operettas here. HMS Pinafore, Mikado, Gondoliers. I'm just going to be my fifth one now as well. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. We're doing Miss Saigon this year, yeah. La Mis, and Fiddler on the Roof, and Chess. The Pinafore, I'm a right good captain too. You're exceedingly polite, and I think it's only right or something else like Although the men are not as limber as they used to be, some of them are curious enough to climb the stairs to see the dormitories. You know hot water? No, no, we know hot water. Yeah, but we used to have a shower twice a week. Yeah. Whether you need it or not. Yeah, whether you need it or not. <laughs> oh, God, that was cold. We used to sleep. You have hot water now? Yeah, we do, yeah. You used to sleep. Privilege, you're privileged. And you got proper toilet paper. Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. We used to have newspapers. Remember? This is like a Monty Python sketch, you know that? You tell that to young people nowadays. Where's the big dormitories? This is, they're all gone. No big area. The big dormitories the men remember have been replaced by smaller five to six bed rooms. Do you remember? The dorm is downstairs. That was the talk shop where the sweets and that was. Where do you have the talk shop here now? Uh, it's out around there. So if you go out that door there and yeah. go to your right, yeah. Uh, a pack of wheelies and a golden crisp, please. The tuck shop is a sweet shop in a low building in the yard behind the school. There you go. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's open when classes finish at three. From nine in the morning to three in the afternoon, the boys wear a uniform of white shirt, navy jumper and grey trousers. 
But now in the tuck shop queue, they're in hoodies, tracksuit bottoms and runners. Hey runners, thank you. What's the Euro mix? Um, it's a bunch of sweets in a bag, mixed up, and it costs a euro. And Thank it's all, all healthy, yeah? That's a fruit and salad. Yes. That's a good cool big bag. How are you getting on? Let me try. Bring that over to the laundry and get them to do it. Have you a second one? In the school, they talk about it being like a family. How's everything? But it's not. You're with a group of people mostly the same gender, age and class. And while the housemasters can be avuncular and the kitchen ladies maternal, it is artificial. And sometimes that's good. Hello, how are you? Good. If you're in foster care, for example, and you come to a place like this, as some do, you have six years of stability that you may not have had previously. Or if you're an only boy living in an isolated area, this place is a chance to make friendships that may not be available at home. But the majority of the students here come from regular families and from areas where they already had made friends. You lose a certain amount of contact with people at home, but again, like it's it's up to yourself whether you keep in contact with them, especially like if you have a long summer holidays and like Easter holidays, Christmas. So it is easy enough stay in contact with the with your friends back home. Well, I suppose that my fear before I came would be that I completely lose touch with my friends at home. But the experience I've had has actually been completely the opposite, you know, that when you go home, I suppose your friends kind of appreciate you more and knew them, like, because there has, that time has elapsed that you haven't seen them, whereas you'd be used to seeing them every day, like. And no, I would say I've completely maintained all my relationships from home and that it's not really looked upon badly, you know. They don't think you're posh because you're going to. <laughs> no, 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 that, that would have been a fear as well, but... I suppose it's all about how you handle yourself and that, you know, if you can stay down to earth and stay the same person you were, that people won't think you any differently. Yeah. And did you have younger people at home, younger brothers and sisters at home? I have three younger sisters, but no other brothers, so it was uh, yeah, a house full of women. And were they sad when you were gone? Yeah, they were. They were, um, <laughs> they were, they were sad, but they came down at the weekends as well, so I suppose we all kind of get used to it, uh, even though they didn't like it for a while. I have a younger brother, Tom. And have you missed out on growing up with him by being here? Not really, because it would be the same thing with my friends, that like, he's happy to see me when I am home, you know, so I suppose a lot of those things you'd associate with siblings, you know, the fighting, clawing at each other, you know, because you're always in each other's space. That doesn't really happen now, and I have a very, very good relationship with him. So he gets to keep the remote all week? Exactly, yeah. I'd be moving into my room as well, you know. Well, I'll tell you what we do. Let's just walk down as far as the refectory. And, uh, the class of 1953 are winding up their tour of the school. And we'll see if there are any pats of butter still on the ceiling. Can't catch them over the head. <laughs> what did you do with them? You put them on a knife, you hit the end of the knife and the butter went up and stuck on the ceiling. The funny thing is, to say something to you, I say to my children, I brought ration books to Ross Cray. You push here to get into the ref. When they come down, they'll be like horses galloping down the corridor to get in for the grub. 
So like, do you have a choice in the menu, or is it just everybody fed the same? Um, it's pretty much everybody the same, unless you really despise something that you're getting. Oh, yeah. You can get chicken as a, an alternative. I remember actually something about a fellow from South Tip, but we we had a, a new dinner we get, and we got uh, rissoles. You see, and Father Thomas says to this fella from South Tip, he says, "What did you have for your dinner? Mate balls, Father." <laughs> No meatballs for tea this evening, but chicken curry. And then it's into the study rooms for supervised homework. Phone's over here. Five seconds, sitting down nice and quiet. The sheet is here, I'll leave a pen beside it. Dan. Right, five, four, three, two, one. Hey Jack, Hi. how are you? Time for the sixth class sleepover boys to go home. Did you miss us terribly? What? Did you miss us terribly? Every one of them wants to come back, despite having to get used to living with other boys. I, at first, I was conscious about when you're getting changed and stuff like that, but it's grand. You can go under the covers. Well, how did it go? Good, I liked it. Did you? Yeah. Did you get a good night's sleep? That was your main yeah. concern. Yeah. Did all those... It's good. Was it? Yeah, that was good. Good. So what do you reckon? Have you made your decision? Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. Very good. Naturally, Mr Hennessy is pleased, as are the parents. He said to his mother, I really like it. All right, so how are you feeling about that? I'd be very happy about that, yeah. And the money, is that in this year? If we did it in Dublin, we'd be paying fees, plus club fees for the other thing he was, plus music fees, plus this, plus that, so, and plus petrol, plus food, plus... So when you put it all together, sure. it's a concern, but it's not what's swaying our decision. By the way, Mum, if you're worrying about getting non-fed or anything, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Study is over. It's 10 to 10. Time for one last visit to the refectory. Every second night it's wheat bits and cornflakes. So will you guys tell me what happens for the rest of the night? Yeah, well, at quarter past ten, lights kind of, are out, so... Yeah, kind so you of kind of head upstairs or you might head out and call home and stuff and head upstairs, brush your teeth, say goodnight to a few of the lads and then head into your dorm and wait for your phones to be collected and lights out. How do you mean wait for your phones to be collected? We, what happens is we didn't, normally at the start of the year, we didn't have our phones being collected at night. So we just played on them all night and then they kind of copped onto it when everyone was really tired in the morning. So now they take them off us every night. <laughs> and we come down here in the morning to collect them. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then, so, is there messing going on at night time? Um, not normally. The odd, the odd night you might get one or two lads, but not too often now. Oh, would people be eating in beds and, like, they'd have their sweets up at the bed? And... Oh, yeah. I, I, I mm-hmm. might have them in their cabinets, might have a couple of jellies, so... Yeah. Okay. Could be tossed them around the room. Yeah, that's what I'd always do. I'd always have a few jellies or biscuits up in my room. And you'd be eating them at night time? Yeah, or before you, get bored, before you go and brush your teeth, like. Oh, I see, all right. And do you get to see telly around them? No. 
So when everybody is talking about the X Factor or all well, these kind of things... We, uh, we want to know what happened or some nights. Oh. So. When do you go outside to make phone calls to phone um, home? Well, there's not much reception inside, yeah. so... It's always just out by the front door. Oh, it was a good game. We won 17-15. Really? I was there. I was uh, clean. Yeah. Yeah. How did your exam go today? Um, oh, I got the result back. Yeah, I got uh, A in that. Yeah. No, we weren't in class for science, you see, so we've got second class tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I better go. All right, love you. All right, love you. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. That's just a normal phone call home every night. Cistercian College Ross Gray is soon asleep and all is quiet. Until four o'clock tomorrow morning.